The following broadcast does not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of this station. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Window. This is Dr. I, and I am with my esteemed colleague, Dr. Joe. And we are delighted that you took time out of your busy Saturday to visit with us, to hear the information that we want to share today. And uh, we're just happy to look outside and see the sun on such a cold weekend. It takes me back to the 70s and the 80s. How about you, Dr. Joe? Well, you know, we're broadcasting from central Ohio, but our friends on the East Coast are really getting snow bombed this weekend. And so our hearts go out to you as well. But yes, we did here in the Midwest have some pretty cataclysmic snow incidents. I remember a blizzard back when I was in my 30s, I believe. And Mm -hmm. so, so yes, for those of you who are someplace where it's not snowing right now, that is a blessing. But we are glad to be here. And we are very glad that you've been communicating with us even between shows at our new email site. So the window feedback at gmail.com. The window feedback at gmail.com is where you can go to talk to us between shows and during the show. So thank you for reaching out to us. And also, if you've missed any past shows, any of our 41 shows from season one, as well as our first few shows from season two, we now have a website you can go to and listen to the audio files of all of our past shows. And that is thewindownow.com, thewindownow.com. And on that page, you'll see that you can also subscribe to The Window at your favorite podcast sites like iTunes. So thank you all to everyone who has helped us to this second year of The Window. And I'm just thinking about another benefit of the window long after we are up in the skies there'll be a audio recording of what's going on in 2021 and 2022 so that if people want to find out what we were talking about in january of 2022 they can go to the window. That's called history, everyone. History. And how important it is for us to know the history of everyone. But that's another topic for another day, especially as we enter next week, Black History Month. As we're recording this, we're a week before Black History Month. So mm-hmm. you'll hear a lot more about the history of everyone in the weeks to come. And speaking of history, my soror and I are part of the esteemed pink and green organization, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, who will be celebrating Founders Day this week along with several other fraternities and sororities this year. And our organization was started 114 years before to bring black women together and encourage each other and support each other on college campuses and thank god we're still here we're still doing the same thing that's right shout out to all the divine nine and for those of you who might not know that that's the nine black 
fraternities and sororities that were formed. And sometimes when people hear about organizations that are predominantly black or predominantly female, they think, gee, it's about exclusion. It's about inclusion. It's about folks who were excluded from other organizations. And so we formed our own as a way to reap the same benefits of networking and inclusion that others had. But certainly um, our, our alum, our sorority sisters, our um, fellow divine nine men and women branch out into every aspect of society. So we are by no means exclusive. We're just being sure that we are included in society as we were guaranteed by the Constitution. And it's so important right now as civil rights and so many of the, the rights and privileges that our foremothers and forefathers fought for. We've got to keep the momentum going. We've got to keep the focus on um, equality and um, inclusion. And so we want to keep that in mind on every show that we do, that it's about um, getting everyone uh, a seat at the table. Really, everyone, black, white, whatever nationality or ethnicity, we welcome you to the window to hear our perspective, perspective and of course, African-American women the view that we see is that but I just got corrected by text message by the way when I said our rights were guaranteed by the Constitution mm, kind of and so the fight that Words. you've talked about that's gone on since then has been very critical um, in correcting whatever inequities mm -hmm. have existed since the beginning of our country but again that's another show <laughs> right. for another day you're about mm -hmm. to get us on a roll now yeah yep 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 well speaking of roll I got a roll around my middle Dr. <laughs> Joe and I'm not happy about it. I think it came from those Oreo McFlurries that I got addicted <laughs> to during the pandemic. And I am so fortunate that um, I was able to secure an expert in fitness for our first guest. Yes, because we know that as the new year started, you likely resolved to do something about that weight, and that's what our show is about today, those New Year's resolutions that we make with all good intention, but something happens. And I've got two days on the books with no Oreo McFlurries. Did you hear me, Coach Kayla? <laughs> Congratulations. That's a big stuff. <laughs> and listen, they were calling my name as I drove past McDonald's yesterday. And I detoured, so I did not go in there because something about they put in that Oreo McFlurry makes you feel better. Not just mm -hmm. taste good, it makes you feel better. Like, this is going to be a good day. But at any rate, thank you for joining us today. And tell our audience, what prompted you to get into the fitness uh, um, arena? Well, no, thank you for being here. I'm really excited to join you guys on this journey, even though you are Alpha Kappa Alpha. <laughs> Does that mean that you wear red and white? Shout out to I the Divine am. Nine. I love Absolutely. you all, too. We love you, too. <laughs> so to my sister, Greg, happy Founders Day to you. Happy Founders Day. I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, and in terms of fitness, fitness for me is all about improving health. You know, it's fitness, it's nutrition, it's mindset, it's lifestyle. And so I got into the fitness industry because I was devastated at how our people are living. We are making so many poor decisions that truly affect our health, they affect our life, and they affect our longevity. 
So my goal was to set out and find a path that can help us to design the body of our dreams in a way that is healthy and sustainable. Now, is that contrary to having um, black-eyed peas and, and cornbread <laughs> and barbecue ribs? Are you, are you telling, telling us that our traditions could be uh, hurting us? Absolutely. Our traditions can be hurting us. Now, it's not contrary in the fact that we can't do it anymore, but we should limit our celebrations to celebrations and not lifestyle. That is the huge difference that we need to learn. It's not about giving up. It's just about let's strategize about when we want to indulge. And so how do we go about doing that strategizing? Really, we want to look at our goals. So the first step is understanding who am I, where am I, and where do I want or need to be? So if you are a person that is dealing with diabetes or you're on the borderline, if you're a person that is faced with that extra middle that you want to get off, understanding where you are and then kind of figuring out where do I want to be? Do I want to be with diabetes? You know, if it's type 2, I know I can 100% rid myself of that. Do I want to deal with high cholesterol? Do I want to deal with this belly? Do I want to set a result for my family or set a, set a goal for my family? Once we have those identifying markers, then we can set steps into helping us to literally design the body of our dreams. So, Coach Kayla, I there's lots of great advice I know you're going to give us during the show, but I'm going to stop right now for a minute because I'm going to confess that not only every January, but pretty much every week, I say to myself, okay, I need to do better. And part of what we'll talk about today is finding out what works for every individual, but I actually know what works for me. And yet sometimes I do it and sometimes I don't. So before we, we go forward with your tips, let's talk about willpower. What is it you can advise us on that just makes us just do it? That's a great question because a lot of people fa struggle with that same issue. They know what they want, and some of them know how to get there, but there's just something hindering them from getting off the couch and doing it. And you hit the nail on the head about willpower. So my big thing is if you put your goals in front of your face daily, it will prompt you to want to get better. It'll prompt you to take even the smallest step towards them every single day. So if you remember being kids, you know, you might have had a, um, a poster on your wall of, you know, your, your, your famous star or someone that you admired for whatever reason. That poster did something to you. Seeing that, that positive image every day helps you to subconsciously want to get better, want to do better. So in terms of our health, fitness, and nutrition, if we create these positive goals and continually remind us of those goals, we're going to subconsciously and naturally want to get better. So if you have an old picture of yourself, of a body that you want to get back to, make that your screensaver. And every time you look on your phone, you're going to be like, well, gosh, I remember that. I love that dress. I this, that, and other. And you're going to subconsciously become more active. And then that turns into consciously. So when we put ourselves in a position where our environment is inspiring us to get better, that is the first step. When you talk about environment, it reminds me from advice I got from a coach during a short period of time when I actually was doing what I needed to do. And he would say, don't bring it in. If you're not supposed to have it, don't bring it in your home. He would say it starts at the grocery store. Don't mm -hmm. put it in your cart. Don't bring it home. Create the kind of environment that's not 
constantly tempting to you. And I yes, think, ma'am. And I think about what you said about the picture, put it on your wall. Um, I tend to want to put that picture of me as I am today and say, mm-hmm. I don't want to look like this going forward. I, re- I want to get rid of this ice cream belly. Um, and mm-hmm. so for me, the opposite works that, you know, putting on that pair of jeans that you look used to look so good, keep putting them on until they fit, because right now they may not fit. Yes. And there are there are different ways that we are motivated. Some are motivated by aspiration. You know, what do I aspire to be and how I can get closer to that? And some are motivated by what do I need to go away from? You know, so what you mentioned was the the type of motivation where you can look in the mirror and say, you know what, this isn't right. I need to do better. You know, and then that that seeing what you see because it doesn't create a positive feeling or you're constantly reminded of what you need to do to get better, you're going to start moving. So there are several different ways that different people are motivated. And that's the big thing is just to start, regardless of where you are, regardless of how small it is, just start moving. So, Coach Kayla, then you were starting to talk about not just appearance, but you were starting to talk about health benefits. And you asked that we think about what health situation we might have or want to avoid as a motivator. So keep talking to us about that. Absolutely. So our our goal in life, you know, is to live a good life. (laughs) Point blank period. In whatever fashion that may look, you know, in whatever color we may view that lens of, our goal is to live a good life. And a huge part of living a good life is to be physically capable of doing so. A good life does not include pain in the body. A good life does not include medications that are unnecessary or that are a result of your actions. A good life is looking at your body, being able to move, being able to get on the floor and stand up without pain, right? Or without, again, unnecessary medications or unnecessary doctor's visits. So in my practice, what we do is we work with our clients to identify what is that good, healthy life for them, right? Do they want to get out of or get away from diabetes? Do they want to decrease their obesity? Do, do they want to, you know, hop on stage and do a competition? Whatever the goals are, what we do is we look and we work with our doctors. We work and we have our own nutritionists and dietitians that can really put things into place to help each person. And it's always different per person because all three of us on the phone are facing different issues. And we're in different stages of those issues. So every... Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I wanted to, you mentioned your business, so I wanted to give you a moment to give a shameless plug to your business. So if our listeners choose to, they can log on to your site even while they're listening to you talk. So what is your website and tell us about your business? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Well, my name is Coach Kayla and I am the founder and owner of Design Your Body Academy. Again, that is Design Your Body Academy. And what I preach is that you can literally design the body of your dreams. No matter what age, no matter what you face, it's about how can we create this strategy to do so. You can reach us at www.designyourbodyacademy.com. We are health strategists and nutrition coaches that can help you anywhere across the country to design your body. (laughs) Tell us the website one more time. www.designyourbodyacademy.com. All right. So is what you have your clients do, is it hard? 
<laughs> we don't like hard. <laughs> We'd like easy. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we specialize in taking the hard away as much as possible. Now, again, everyone's situation is different. Someone might be needing to lose 150 pounds. Someone else might be needing to lose only 30. So whatever is hard is, again, in that person's view. And so we focus on small steps and habit changes that can lead us to the goal. I'll put you in a situation where we can focus on the goal and, again, make small changes. If that's, hey, let's get up in the morning and stretch before you brush your teeth. Just start this habit of stretching. And if, uh, if the issue is, you know, having mobility problems, pain in the body, yada, yada, we'll start off with something super small and create a habit and then add on to that and then add on. So eventually now we've changed your entire lifestyle and your, your, your daily habits. And, oh, look, you just lost 30 pounds. And we weren't even focusing on it. So are your goals hard to reach? They can be. But I don't want you to be afraid that your goal is hard. I want you to focus on what is my next physical step. Let me accomplish that. Let me conquer that. Let me feel confident in that. And then let me take another step. And then another. And then when you look up, oh, wow, I'm already on top of the mountain when I started off on the bottom. So uh, so I would have to consciously and intentionally rearrange my actions. I would have to get up and do something different than I'm used to doing when I get up first thing in the morning. Yes, and it depends on the person. Because the reason that most people come to visit us is because something's wrong. And something is wrong with how they are currently living. So we do assessments to figure out what those pain points are. We find that root cause and we build strategy to fix that issue. All right. So then let's talk about body movements first. You mentioned stretching. So I would assume exercise is part of what you recommend. And if so, absolutely. Absolutely. Exercise is half of the battle. Now you may have heard that, you know, nutrition is 80% of the battle and exercise or fitness is 20. I, with all my degrees and certifications, completely disagree. There has to be a balance. So in 2014, I wrote a book called Design Your Body, Your Guide to Cutting Through the Fat. And in my book, I identify and present what I feel are the three key things that need to be in equal balance to live a healthy physical, a physically healthy lifestyle. Number one is, yes, nutrition. We got to have it. It's got to be good for our body and towards our goals. But it's not more important than something else. Okay. So the first thing is, is identifying what is proper nutrition for you. The second thing is, it's not just fitness. Okay. It's not just exercise. What does that mean? There are two focuses of exercise. There is muscle endurance and cardiovascular endurance, right? Or muscle strength and muscle training and cardiovascular training. So we break down fitness into those two components of muscle and cardio, okay? So with resistance training, resistance training is not more important than cardio, nor is it more important than nutrition. They're equal. So again, in my book, Design Your Body, Your Guide to Cutting to the Fat, I present that there are three equal things that we need to focus on to help you reach your goals. Number one, finding proper nutrition style for you. Number two, 
doing resistance training, whether it's body weight or at the gym, it doesn't matter. We've got to do it for our muscles, for our body, for our bones. And number three, for our heart and our cardiovascular system, focusing on increasing our body's capacity to live, to breathe, and to move. We're going to have to take a really quick break and come back to hear more um, expert advice um, from Coach Kayla on the window. Be back in a minute. We're back on the window talking about those New Year's resolutions. And in particular, we're starting out by talking about you resolving to get fit. We have Coach Kayla Brock on the line, and she's been talking to us about goal setting for how we look and how we feel. Let's continue talking about exercise, and then we'll talk about nutrition. So you said that there are two types of exercise. You said that we should be lifting weights and we should be moving around talk to us more about that if you will yes there are two types of exercise there we want to focus on resistance training now resistance training does not always mean lifting weight if i do you know if i sit on the couch and stand up i am resisting right (laughs) i am training my body right so body weight exercises are still categorically resistant because we are fighting our bodies, we are fighting our own personal weight and gravity. So I don't want people to get afraid and say, oh no, I need to go out and buy gym memberships or buy thousands of dollars worth of equipment for the house. You can do body weight exercises and see results. That is a part of it, okay? So resistance training, yes, body weight, yes, resistance bands, yes, dumbbells, kettlebells, and gym style equipment. Those are all in that category. And the second uh, kind of type of exercise is cardio. This is for the purpose of improving our heart health, improving our body's capacity to draw oxygen from our environment into our system and function at the necessary level. So you have to run to catch the bus. You shouldn't be out of breath when you do it. And more importantly, you should be able to do it. And so I assume we can start with literally baby steps? Absolutely. Baby steps is the goal. You know, when we were kids, sure, we can go by leaps and bounds. But now that we're a little more seasoned, we need to focus on things that are a little bit more sustainable. So baby steps are starting off just walking. Now, if you're in a snow-ridden place like we are, (laughs) you can even just walk in your house. You know, you can start by standing, taking office calls instead of sitting down all day. So you can walk in place, jog in place, walk around the house, go outside if it's nice weather for you. So there are many things that we can do to just start. Stretching is also another thing that's going to fall into more of that resistance style. Okay. So the goal is, is to put our bodies in position where we are no longer in pain, where we are functioning and mobile and where we like what we see in the mirror, but naked. And so what do you think about some of the popular advertised dieting plans? I, I won't mention them by name, so we're not either giving them free plugs or, or saying bad things about them. But everybody knows mm-hmm. that when you turn on your television or your radio, you hear specific diet programs by name. What do you think about those? It, it really depends on the, the type and the style. 
So there are very few one-size-fit-all diets or nutrition styles. Um, if it works for you, great. That, that's it. If it works for you, if it is healthy, if your, your blood levels and everything is okay, that's, that's good for you. But it doesn't mean that your nutrition style will match mine or any of the doctors on here. So the biggest thing is, is finding a nutrition style that will work for you. And you may have to just try a few different styles. I'm a fan of styles, you know, and, and, and types because it lets you know what you should and shouldn't do versus just everything, you know. Um, but if I were to recommend a particular style, I would say whole foods at all times. What I mean by whole foods are real plants, real proteins, things that have not been created into, <laughs> into a patty or something weird. The closer you eat to natural, the better and the healthier for you. So, number one, whole foods. Number two, eat your fruits and veggies first. No matter what style you choose, eat your fruits and veggies first. Then go on to protein and healthy fats, and then you can fill up the rest of your plate with starchy carbs and grains. Those are my personal recommendations. So what about when we hear that people are vegetarian or vegan or pescatarian and other terms I can't pronounce? <laughs> what are your thoughts about those types of diet modification again it's, it's all about what works for you um, there are some people who choose to go vegetarian or vegan because of religious reasons they might feel really bad about eating another life and that's okay if it works for them and they are supplementing accordingly then perfect so an example with restricting particular foods like a vegan or vegetarian, you might need to intake more omega-3 vitamins. You might need to intake more vitamin B because you're not getting that from the animal sources. So here's an example. If you choose to restrict your nutrition to a particular level, make sure that you are supplementing with the proper nutrients. And if you don't know what to do or how to do that, of course, contact us at Design Your Body Academy. So when it comes to um, different nutrition styles, the biggest thing is, does it work for you? Is it healthy for you? And then we can go from there. I have a question about um, peer support. One of the more successful plans that you hear about has a, um, a, a principle that um, peer support, having a group of people that support where you're going that are on the same path um, can make a more successful program for example let's say sister joe and i want to lose 10 pounds and we become partners on this 10 pound journey have you found peer support to be an effective way to stay on the path to losing weight accountability is everything and it doesn't matter where it comes from, whether it's from a peer, whether it's from your mom, whether it's from your kids. So it doesn't have to be peer per se. It's just about accountability. Some people find it hard to hold themselves accountable. And so they literally need to pass the book and have someone else hold them accountable. So people like me, that's exactly what we're here for, is to help hold them accountable as well as put strategy into place. Now, if you've got a group of friends, you know, or, you know, your church group, you're doing a Daniel fast or whatever have you, if it works, 
great. If it's not working enough, then that's when we need to look into hiring professional help. I don't know. I'm I'm a bad influence. I'm I'm one of those <laughs> friends who will convince you to to go out and eat <laughs> after we work out. But you know what did work for me when I did have a significant weight loss that I sustained for a period of time. It took me a lot to get to that first milestone of where I could see I had lost two or three or four or five pounds. But once I actually saw it happening. That was such a motivator. Not only did I think I looked better, but I just felt better. Did and you weigh yourself every day? I weighed myself every day, which some people say don't do. I weighed myself every hour. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I, I did, you know, to speak again to willpower, I, I, I just had to kick in and do it for for me it took about a month to actually see the result and I gave up a number of times and every time I gave up I'd try again the next time with the help of a coach so shout out for coaching and shout out for for friends who will do it with you but once you begin to see and feel the benefits and it it does make a difference I say as I reach for my bag to eat some snacks because this conversation is making me nervous and I think there there is a stress reaction and there is a lifestyle um, reaction that makes you do things that you shouldn't do and engage in vices that you shouldn't engage in so coach Kayla as we begin to wrap up our conversation with you can you just motivate us you have goals if you're not happy with what you see you have the full ability to change what you see. It's just about strategy. Don't wait for motivation or inspiration to strike. If you have a goal, set small habits in place that will allow you to change and allow you to design your body so that you can become happy with what you see in the mirror. Don't wait for motivation. Set your habits, follow your habits, stay consistent and then you will see results and it's more important as you get older correct oh absolutely yes our bodies are more pliable while we're young and as we age there are things that change that we need to really focus on we're not as mobile in our in our our seasoned years as we were when we were younger so we have to make that intentional so the older you are the more your body requires proper care proper self-care of your your tool your instrument your vehicle through this life well please mention your web address your contact information as we transition to from weight to gaining wealth with our next speaker give them the information that they need to be in touch with you yes ma'am dr iris dr joe is so exciting to be here thank you guys I mean, for those of you that are listening, again, my name is Coach Kayla. I'm the founder and owner of Design Your Body Academy. We've been around 16 years, and you can reach us at www.designyourbodyacademy.com. We are on all social platforms, but check out our website, www.designyourbodyacademy.com. Thank you guys so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's resolutions. And same to you. To our listeners, once again, we'll remind you as we prepare to bring on our second guest, you can reach us during the show or between shows by sending us an email at thewindowfeedback 
at gmail.com. The window feedback at gmail.com. And also, if you're just tuning in and you missed the first part of this broadcast or any of our previous nearly 50 broadcasts during the year and a half that we've been on the air, you can go to our new website, thewindownow.com. And as we transition to the other New Year's resolution that we seem to create and fail every year, and that's getting out of debt and building wealth. And I looked at my credit cards after the holidays, and historically, I use them, and then I spend the rest of the year paying them off. And we have a expert here on getting rid of that debt so that you can build a savings account and her name is Yolanda Womack and she is the owner of People First Credit Restoration. Welcome Yolanda. Hi, hi, how are you? We're cold but we are glad to be in the service one more time. Absolutely, absolutely trying to stay warm and get your credit and your debt right is the goal for this time of the year. We want to afford a, a getaway winter vacation, mm-hmm. and we're counting on you to let us know how to do that. If not this winter, then to start getting ready for it next winter. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us, why did you choose this profession? I'm sorry, can you repeat that again? Why are you in the credit restoration wealth building business? Well, you know what? Um, Being able to help individuals has always been a passion of mine. Um, I myself have gone through um, credit issues, debt um, problems, um, struggled um, to pay, you know, bills. Um, so it, it, it's a mission of mine to help those that are struggling, um, finding a way to basically um, make, a, make a better pathway um, for your life and lifestyle. And one of the main um, things that keeps you down or is, is a real focus and what's needed is being able to um, handle, you know, handle problems, situations as they arise. Um, so really, the, your finances, your credit is such an important part of your life. And if you're not able to handle and take control and manage it, um, it can keep you down. Um, for, for a long time, and it causes a great stress. You know, it causes stress on your health. Um, I know we just had the health expert on. Um, so stress is a leading uh, factor in health issues in which if you're having financial issues, of course, that will play a great role in that. So I just want to be able to help people that are having um, financial struggles, credit issues, to be able to build the pathway so that they can make their dreams and meet their goals and, you know, just make a better life for them for themselves. Well, what role does race and gender 
play in credit, just credit well, restoration? Well, when, when it comes to when it comes to credit, um, and really, so you have you know your credit credit restoration. The credit score really is not looked at to where um, it plays like a factor in your race. We do find um, that basically the majority of people that struggle with credit and have credit issues are those that are in um, um, poverty, like the, the, the high risk. And as we know, um, a lot of the high risk population, um, poverty level populations are um, minorities. So that is, I guess when you look at it like that, like a factor to where it does it does play a role because of the people that that are in um, um, or have credit issues, they do are the ones that are in that high risk population. Um, so you can look at it um, like from that perspective. Well, we have to take a break shortly, but just give us an example of when someone comes to you, how do you begin this relationship to encourage and to facilitate their uh, ascent from poverty? Well, when so when someone comes to me, um, it's really about making sure that um, we are a fit. So it's really about finding out you know what are what are their what are they struggling with you know credit wise um, what is what is their main goal that they're trying to reach um, what information do they have on their credit reports or um, that is that's causing the issues so um, it's more about me getting to understand what their needs are and to see if there's anything that I can do to help them um, reach their goals or, you know, find a solution um, to get them on the right track to um, better credit, better credit and better credit restoration. And what's the number one reason people get into debt right now? Well, I guess a common reason. So the whole purpose of um, like your your credit score or getting into getting into debt there, there's there's many there's many factors um, so I would have to say when it comes to at this at this at this point in of the year um, as we're coming out of the holiday season as you had just um, talked about um, you, you're faced with the maxed out credit cards and maxing out your credit cards it does have a negative impact on your credit score um, the amount owed also known as credit utilization that's the second biggest factor that affects your credit score so anything above a 30% utilization rate has a negative impact on your credit score now um, that at this point is like one of the major factors um, of debt. The other, the other factors that includes 
when you have um, late late payments, you know. So paying down um, your credit card debt and staying make, making timely payments um, is one of the ways to where um, it can help when you need um I guess to like imp- to improve your debt. So um, really, it's it's really everybody's individual situation um, that is what is causing um, the debt. So it it's really just based on each each household, you know. So. Um, well, okay, when we come back, from, oh, excuse me, I was going to say we need to take a quick break. But when we come back, give us a, a kind of a case study of somebody that came to you for help and how you were able to get them on the path to credit restoration and wealth building. Okay. Sure. All right. We'll be right back on the window. We're back on the window and we're beginning a discussion about finances, which is kind of a lifelong topic for many of us. We go through stages and on the window, we'll be continuing to delve into wealth creation and credit and finance because it has everything to do with the world that we're living in Um, right now. Inflation is at an all-time high, and you can see that in your gas prices and in your food prices, and it's affecting people that were already poor. And um, so just this is just one of a series of conversations that we're going to have about surviving the economy and changing your focus from debt to wealth. So, um, Yolanda, give us an example of someone that's been that's come to see you who has come to you in trouble in financial trouble and how they were able to navigate to a a place of beginning to invest in other uh, banking and and investments that they couldn't do when they had all the credit card problems right so um, when, when I have customers come to me they are coming to me because they are have are struggling with um, their credit and their credit score. So their their goal is to improve their credit score because they're they want to either you know purchase a house or be able to refinance. So um, one study or one example I can give you is I had a client who came to me. They were right, um, right, fresh out of bankruptcy, so uh, a Chapter Thirteen bankruptcy. So they were needing to um, get help on um, finding ways to increase their credit score um, with their bankruptcy that was um, on their credit report, and also some other um, negative items. Um, from credit cards, you know, they had um, late pays on the credit cards. Also, the credit cards um, that they included within their bankruptcy. Um, so we had talked about that and discussed that. Um, um, once they were in my program, 
you know, we have it's it's a this it's a team effort. So when working with um, my company for credit restoration, it's a team effort. You know, we will work with with you on helping to dispute and challenge the negative and accurate items on your credit report. And it's also my, the client's uh, responsibility to make sure that they're making their payments timely, don't open up any additional credit accounts unless it's been authorized or we've talked about it and that's a part of their action plan. Um, so with that, um, I had the client that came and they were wanting they were wanting to um, you know get help and improve their credit score. So um, as we're going on and along, um, I'm disputing, um, challenging the information on their credit report. And at the same time, we're building and increasing their credit score. So with, when this client came, their initial credit scores were in the mid to high 500s. Now, a credit score, a FICO credit score ranges between 300 to 850, 850. So they were deemed with their credit score to have what we call bad credit. Um, I I don't like to use the term bad, but a low credit score. So through our process, we were working. We um, were able to get the credit score up to the mid-600s. And at that time, this credit, uh, or excuse me, this client, they had um, what is called a thin credit file. And a thin credit file typically refers to someone who has less than five accounts on their credit report. Now, most credit scoring models need one to two active accounts in order to calculate a credit score. So if you um, have little or no recent credit history, that's when you're considered, you may be considered a high risk because there isn't much information to determine your credit worthiness. Now, after we got the scores um, up to the mid 600s, then I have um, in my plan where let's start rebuilding your credit. And with that, um, the client applied for a couple of credit cards and with their scores improving um, to that level, they were approved for a um, $5,000 credit card limit. Now, mind you, this client was um, recently discharged from bankruptcy. The bankruptcy at this point time was still showing on their credit report. However, they were still able to get approved for a credit card. And that's a good thing because you want to build your credit, show that you are credit worthy. And once they built that credit, um, I was still working on um, disputing and challenging the information in their credit report. Um, during this time, the client was still making timely payments, um, keeping up on um, their bills, following our action plan. 
And within a six-month time period, we were able to remove the inaccurate um, information, negative information from their credit report. We were actually able to get their credit score during this period raised up to over 700 points. Um, it's always like a great feeling when I work with my clients um, because we it's a team. You know, I want to be there in order to help them and help individuals that haven't um, had the opportunity or don't know what path to take, aren't sure what laws to um, refer to or how to handle the situation. Um, sometimes it's just the fact that they don't have the time that is needed to, um, to really go in and dispute their credit, their um, credit reporting to increase their credit score. So that's like one example, um, which is a, like a great example with someone that has um, gone through a bankruptcy. Um, there are avenues that you can take in order to um, rebuild your credit um, after bankruptcy, increase your credit score, um, and get on a um, a, a positive financial path. Um, you just have to be able to be disciplined and you want, you have to want it, you know, and it has to be something to where it's, you know, it's, we're a team and we're working together towards this goal that you're trying to accomplish. It sounds a lot like um, what we heard from Coach Kayla on losing weight. Um, you've got to want it and you've got to see yourself in a better position. But how do you, I mean, there are people that are listening to this show that have paid off credit cards and gotten into the same debt or, or more debt after they've accomplished that goal. What do you tell your clients about staying out of that same dismal credit situation? Again, it can happen every year right after the holidays exactly and that is one of the reasons why it's the first thing that i you have to do it's all about your what i call your money mindset so you have to change your view and how you view your money and really look inward to see well what is it that I'm doing that is causing me to continue to be in this situation? You know, so you have to really change your money mindset and, and you have to, you have to want it. You have to be disciplined um, enough to where when you See yourself and then recognize recognize the patterns that that occur. So you have to really be self aware of how you're what you're spending, how you're spending um, spending your money. Um, the best way and one way in order to help you identify that is to create a budget. And so uh, you know, a budget is the tool used. Um, to help create a plan for your monthly income and expenses. You know, it's a plan basically of how you're going to spend your money. So, um, 
it, when when creating a budget in the beginning, it may seem a bit overwhelming, um, but with the right tools, um, it will make it easy to build a budget. Um, so. Do to create you, a budget. Okay. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, do you recommend that people have automatic payments taken out of their paycheck or their income source to keep their bills paid on time? Or do you say you've got to um, leave a little bit of, of wiggle room in case something comes up? So don't start the automatic payment process. And that's a good question. And with that, it all depends on where that person is at, where you're at. If you, and I would say this because um, in the beginning, I was at a point to where having like automatic um, payments taken out of my account was not a good idea because the my the budget was so tight or I wasn't in a place to where I was disciplined enough to where if I see money in my account don't spend it because when you have automatic deposits and you are not aware or you're you're not really on top of when that money will be taken out you see that there's additional money in your bank account oh I you know, it's there. Oh, well, let me go and, you know, get me some lunch or something, $10. But if your budget is tight and you needed that $10 in order to cover that automatic payment going out, well, now you've overdrawn your account or it could be the, the case to where there's not enough money in your bank account to cover that automatic payment. So it can be refused. The bank can refuse to pay that. Which then, at that point, now you you haven't paid your um, credit card payment. That makes you late. That gets a negative 30 days on your credit report. So it can start a snowball effect. So I would recommend because it is it is a good way to keep you on track to getting those payments in on time. I would recommend first you have to discipline yourself so that you're not spending the money, especially if you're on a tight budget. Um, Once you've increased or gone to a different level, that might be something that you want you want to uh, incorporate. Okay. Um, Yolanda, we are out of time, and um, thank you so much for this uh, basic level of, of credit restoration. Um, we will continue to talk about money and finances as well as health um, over the next year. Um, Dr. Joe, you have any parting comments you'd like to tell our, our wonderful audience? Everyone just make this year the best one ever. And remember, a new year starts every single day. You don't have to wait until next January. Every morning you wake up is a new year. Amen. Happy New Year. Amen. Happy New Year. You all take care of your health and your wealth, and we will talk with you next week on The Window.